Welcome to Catalytic Conversations. I'm Wendy Dickinson, a certified coach and founder of Ascend to Sell. This podcast explores the volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity that business owners like you face every day. We look at approaches to strategizing, navigating the pivot points, and the possible paths of succession or exits. Many owners plan to either grow through an acquisition or sell their company one day. But here's the question, are they ready? Have owners prepared for future disruptions? My guest, Connor Gillivan, and his business partner started their first business while most of us were thinking about social lives and our next steps. Currently, Connor and his business partner are focused on FreeUp, their current company. With FreeUp, business owners can hire the top 1% of interviewed, vetted freelance candidates. FreeUp is described as the perfect for all types of online businesses seeking a reliable, consistent, and fast hire platform. And listeners, FreeUp boasts about 65 skill sets from the freelancer network. And I know from my experience, any kind of help I can get, I always appreciate. Today's Catalytic Conversations offers you, the listener, the opportunity to gain insight from Connor's experiences. He'll share with you key pivot points, failures, and how he's navigated the many transitions of business ownership. Connor, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, Wendy. Thank you. It's going great, and it's an awesome day for you to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat. Well, thank you. And so, Connor, let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about how you and Nathan started out, and then, you know, about what you're doing now. Of course. So Nathan and I met while we were still in college, as you had said. We were in a few of the same business courses. We had, uh, you know, similar friends, and, and we met. And I learned of Nathan starting to sell textbooks through Amazon.com, and this was around 2009. And he, he had been doing it for a couple of months and was seeing some success and was looking for another individual to team up with him and, and work on growing the business and seeing what we could build it into as a, as a group and as a company. And so we started working together in college. We worked throughout college. We hired some college friends. And when we got to the point of graduating, we decided that we wanted to really pursue this opportunity and try to sell different types of products and, and work with different types of brands and suppliers around the United States. And we did that for about four years together. We, you know, we went through a lot of ups and downs. We can jump into those and we grew a lot as a business partnership. And in that process, we ended up hiring a lot of people as well to help us with the operations of the business. And we ran into a lot of frustrations hiring from online platforms like Upwork and Fiverr.com and Freelancer.com. And we eventually got to the point where we were spending so much time interviewing and vetting and then running into turnover that we wanted to create a better way. And that's where FreeUp came about. In about 2015, we started the business. We started making ourselves a little bit different by actually vetting and interviewing all freelancers that want, wanted to get into our network. And over the past three years, we've been growing it and welcoming more freelancers and bringing in more businesses and helping them hire reliable people. So that's really my story in the, the past nine years or so. One of the things I really like about what you and Nathan have done, Connor, is is the ability to recognize an opportunity. I think a lot of people 
are looking for the next big thing. And you, the two of you were able to look at something and say, hey, we could do this better and um, have really created that next level of service. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting opportunity. I don't think we would have imagined that we would have ended up running a business like this coming out of college together. But we, we just our journey t- took us there. And like you said, we, we did see a, a big frustration we were having. And mm-hmm. as we started talking to other business owners, we realized they were having similar situations. So it, it really blew up from, from understanding what that customer actually wanted. Connor, you alluded a few minutes ago about ups and downs. So what were some of your key takeaways from that first business? Sure. One of the the biggest takeaways was in terms of the the people that you hire and how you go about building your business with other intelligent individuals. So for us, as we were growing the business in college, and then once we graduated from college and uh, had about four years of, of building a team in that time period, we, we were very excited by the ability to hire other people and bring more and more individuals into the business. And I think we, we got a little bit too excited, hired too many people, uh, brought our overhead to be a little bit higher than it should have been. And looking back on those experiences, we, we really figured out that we wanted to run our business, our second business, and build our second business a lot more efficiently and make sure that we were only hiring when it made complete sense for the company's growth and the company's financials, and also only hire people within very specialized areas so that they were being as efficient as possible and our money was really going towards good growth for the business. Those sound like really important lessons, and I think a lot of our listeners are probably struggling with some of those same um, struggles. So I, I'm curious to know, where were the surprises? The surprises are everywhere when you're running a business. Um, I'm thinking of a, a few specific examples here. I think one of the, the biggest surprises that we went through with the first business and then also with the second business was right in the beginning. So maybe in the first year, first about year to a year and a half, we really struggled at first to build trust with people to use our product or use our service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with the, the business selling on Amazon, we were struggling to build trust with the suppliers and the brands that we were trying to work with so we could sell their products through Amazon. Um, you know, we didn't have many references when we started. We didn't have too much industry cred when we started. So breaking into that was difficult. And the same thing goes for starting free up. We we really spent the first nine months or so just trying to work with business owners, understand how we could best serve them, and then try to build credibility for ourselves and, and have them trust what we were creating. So I think those, I mean, those are big surprises just because we had wished it could have happened quicker. Um, but I think most entrepreneurs will run into that when you're starting a new business and, and looking to bring on those first customers is it's going to be a surprise at how hard it is to, to find those first people. I think that's a great point because I think one of the hallmarks of an entrepreneur is that they're a quick start. And when they see something that they believe in and they feel like it's a great idea, it's just, you can hardly believe that the entire world isn't just going to jump right on the bandwagon with you, right? Right. Yep. And there's the, there's the famous saying, you know, you can, you can build it, but people aren't always going to come. 
I think a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> fall in, into that trap as well. Yeah. And, and so what were some, do you mind sharing some of the strategies that you and Nathan utilized to build your industry cred? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing that worked really well for us was both of our focuses on those first experiences for the customers. So speaking directly to free up, we, you know, we were hustling, we were offering consulting, we were offering a, a course to teach people how to sell on Amazon. And then we were also offering the service of hiring pre-vetted freelancers. But at first we were just solely focused on let's find the next person that would work with us, whether it be one, two or three of those services. And let's just make sure that we create a great relationship with them. Let's hop on the phone with them. Let's share stories. Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's build a relationship that's not just about working together, but where they can trust us, where they can see where we're coming from. And then those people, because we focused on that, they became some of our, our best word of mouth marketers. And, and they really became people that loved what we were doing and, and have stuck with the business till today. And did you also collect testimonials from those people? Yep, of course. Yeah. So that was, that was a big focus for us when we started too. And uh, we, we still do it today. I think getting online testimonials, online reviews is yes. so big because anytime you say your business, you know, someone's first reaction is going to be, okay, let me Google this business. Right. And if you, if you have those reviews, it, it really builds your credibility and, and it shows that you are someone that's providing a good service. So that's huge. The other thing I advise my clients to do is to talk with prospects. And then once you sign a client to go ahead and ask for testimonials throughout the working relationship. So a lot of people believe they have to wait until the end, but I right. feel like there are clients that I work with that are as happy to talk about how it's going in the beginning, in the middle, as well as the end. Yeah, that's a really great point. I think you could turn those into great pieces of content too. You know, they could leave you a review on how it's been going, but then you could also, you know, ask them a few questions or shoot them the questions over to them in an email and then turn that into a, a piece of content that could show others how you handle that onboarding process and, and how you how you create that experience at first. Yeah, and then the other thing I think it, it does for me is in working and coaching with clients is that it gives me feedback on how they feel like the process is, is going and whether I'm really value-added or not. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We, we're, we always are trying to improve, and when you can get direct feedback from your clients, that's the best feedback you can ever get as a business. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to switch gears a little bit and ask you to tell us, how did you and Nathan decide to shut the first business down? Yeah, so it was definitely a pivot point for us, and it was a big decision as well. We, we had built up that business to be pretty large. We, you know, we had a staff of, of, of about 40 people, some in-house, some outsourced. Um, and one of the big things that was always clouding our mind and always something that we were remembering was, and that frustrated us about this first business was that we are always under the umbrella of Amazon. Mm -hmm. So they have this amazing marketplace that they've created and, you know, thousands of business owners sell through Amazon and make a living out of it. And, and we were doing that, but we had always wanted to create a business where we were in control of our brand. We had access to our customers at all times, and we could really keep building a service that was based off of what those customers were telling us. And so when we found this idea for free up and we started to spend time on it, at first we were splitting time 
running the both of the businesses. Mm-hmm. But we eventually got to a point where FreeUp was generating enough income to support both of us. And then also it became something we were a lot more passionate about. We loved helping businesses find reliable people since it was such a frustration of ours. And we also loved accelerating the freelance industry, giving people the ability to freelance and find good clients. So once we realized that we were much more passionate about free up and that it was a a good opportunity for us moving forward, we decided to focus our energy there and move, move away from the, the Amazon business. So Connor, I know that you talked about the fact that you and Nathan started the other business when you were in college. Did you have a, did the two of you have a vision or did you have, um, uh, did you set a practice for the, the two of you to, to meet quarterly, to decide where are we going with this? What is our ideal outcome? That kind of thing. We did, but probably not as planned as we are now. Yeah. I would say when we were running the first business, it was, it was very exciting. It was, it was the first business for both of us and we were seeing good growth and, and we kind of saw the path of where we could go with it, but it was much less planned and, and much less structured than how we run free up today um, because we were just so focused on the operations and, and kind of moving the little things forward on a day-to-day process. Oh, that's so interesting. And so you said it's different now. So, so now what's your best practice for, for working, coming up with a vision and then working mm-hmm. towards it? Yeah. So we, we really like to keep our, our vision to uh, a year's time. So at the beginning of every single year, we create larger overarching goals that we're working towards in that calendar year and that we really want to achieve as a business and for us personally and professionally as well. And then we break that down into quarters. So we, we have kind of quarterly goals and we'll, we'll meet with our internal team and, and walk them through it, make sure they're on the same page. And that's what we're working towards in those quarters. And then him and I personally, we meet on a, a weekly and then a monthly basis and just make sure we're aligned with everything that we're working towards over that year. So it, it's, it's not, you know, a grandiose vision five years down the line, but it's always something that's achievable for us and that we can stay focused on over that year's time. So how long did you have the first business? We ran the first business from 2009 until about 2015. Yep. And and so what were your options? I mean, you shut it down, but did you have other options that you decided not to pursue? Or how did that, that what, what did that kind of decision mm-hmm. process look like? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think we we were in that much of a mindset. It probably would have been very helpful to have someone like yourself coaching us as we were making that decision. Um, I don't think we thought that it was a business that could be sold in any sense or passed off to someone else Mm -hmm. because it was, it was just, it was on Amazon and, and we felt like, you know, we had created this account. It was our account. We didn't really understand that it could be transferred to anyone, you know, looking back on it now, a couple of years later, I have a little bit more knowledge about the ability to sell a business and selling an Amazon business is 110% possible, uh, but we just didn't know about it then. And, and we were just so excited about the new venture that we didn't make the the best decisions of shutting down the other one and, and kind of how to dispose of that in a sense as we moved on to the next. So I think we lost an opportunity there a little bit. Some of my clients, when they close down a business or, or heck, even when they sell it or, or exit, 
they experience like a, a you know feelings of loss. Did you guys? Did you and Nathan have that because you had free up? Yes and no. I think we. It was nice that we had free up to replace what we were, uh, what we had built with the first business. But there was definitely a transition period where we were still figuring things out. It wasn't overnight that we we saw the huge potential for free up, and we really wanted to commit our time to it, and we were passionate about it. So. Yeah, there was definitely a, I would say a six month period or so where there was a lot of discovery. There was, there was some feeling of loss and and kind of wondering what could have become of that or, um, you know, what we should have done to, to finish that off. So uh, yeah, I think that's, that's very accurate. Thanks for sharing that with us. I, you know, a lot of the owners I talk to talk about that. And, and so now my question is, have you or Nathan ever utilized a coach or what types of external advisors or mentors? Who do you have, Connor, that, that helps the two of you kind of um, make sense of the challenges that you face and, and how to make decisions and that sort of thing? Yeah, so it was about, I think it was around 2014 that we started to build out a group of advisors, um, past entrepreneurs, past business people that had been in had been in the industry or had run, been running companies for a number of years and some who had gone through exits as well and we, we kind of put t- together this group of individuals about four or five people and started meeting with them on a monthly quarterly basis and so there's still a group of people that I keep in touch with and when we ha- when we're going through some of our tougher times we'll reach out to them and, and they've been able to give us a lot of good guidance so we very much value the ability to have a mentor or a a business coach because they can be super helpful and in certain situations where you're you're overwhelmed by the situation or there's a lot of emotions involved um so yeah we, we found that to be very helpful so connor what is your strategy for managing and navigating pivot points yeah so both nathan and i are, are very logical individuals so when going through pivot points you know speaking to the one where we went from the first business to the second, we were really weighing the opportunities of each and also understanding where we personally wanted to go and grow as entrepreneurs. We, we, we knew that we wanted to get outside of the shadow of Amazon and be able to build a new skill set of building a company that has a brand and, and really being able to impact people ourselves. And so, like I said before, it, it took a, a three to six month period to go through that process in our heads and talk it out and, and figure out what was going to be the best. Um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of reflection, understanding what did happen in the past and how I grew from that. And then also understanding who I want to become in the future and, and what steps will work me towards that in, in my professional life. So you invested six months of your time to really make sure this was what you wanted to do and, and how you wanted to go about it. So how do you in general make a decision about where to, in, where to invest your resources of, of not only financially, but time and energy? Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, like I said, I, I look for opportunities where I do see a lot of potential. I like to do research into the actual industry. So when we first got into e-commerce, I became very obsessed with understanding the whole e-commerce industry and how it was growing around the United States and then around the world. And then as we got into this freelancing world, I did the same thing. I've become obsessed with studying up on 
how it's impacting the U.S. workforce and how people around the world are moving towards freelancing and businesses are trying to utilize it within their companies. So I like to do a lot of research to, to before I make a full-blown decision to jump in. And uh, I like to really try to test the waters at first to make sure that it's a real opportunity. And so is, is research and, and valuing knowledge one of your strengths and, and your value? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, it's something that's very important to me. And I, I, I try to you know learn as much as possible, read books, do research, stay up to date with news that's relevant to mm-hmm. what I'm doing and, and make sure that, it, that it's all you know, moving in the right direction for my business as well. What are some of the personal values that you and Nathan have identified and now communicate or, or have um, instituted within FreeUp's culture? Mm. So one of the biggest ones that we've, we've had since college has been the, the whole idea of uh, work hard, play hard. So being able to really bust it while you're working on the business, but also being able to separate yourself and enjoy your personal life too. We, we've, you know, we work very hard. We, we spend 10 to 12 hours, uh, five to six days a week working on the business because we, we really are passionate about it and we love what we're doing. But we also understand the importance of being able to have personal time, being able to spend that time with family, friends, creating memories outside of your business as well. And so we personally live the, that value. And then we encourage the people that work with us within our internal team to, to do that as well. Take breaks when it's needed. Let us know when they need to go on a vacation. But when they're, when they're working, really work hard and, and work towards those goals that we've created for the company. Oh, my gosh, Connor. I love that. You know, one of the um, things that I talk to my clients about is building resilience and I like to think about resilience as like a water level in a river. And since you're in Colorado, whitewater rafting and such is, is one of the yep. big sports there. And so you and I both know that when you're in a, in a, a raft or a canoe or, or kayak, if the water level's high, you're going to be able to a lot of times glide right over those rocks and those other obstructions. But if you're not, if the water level is low, you're going to bang into every one of those things. And sometimes it doesn't end so well. And I think I think the the live hard play hard with having some sort of harmony between really paying attention to your whole self, you're able to bring that that level of self care and resilience to your decision making in your business. Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, the life of an entrepreneur is is stressful. You have a lot going on. You have a lot that you're responsible for, and it's important to to pull back sometimes and and not just be in the day to day at all times and and really take a look at, you know, your life and, and how the business is growing and, and have just a good understanding of what's happening around you rather than just being alive within it at all times. Yeah. And and so, Connor, what's the decision or what's the policy between you and Nathan with um, decision making and, and when there are differences in opinion? Yeah. So we, we've always, since we started working together, we've always had a very clear distinction between working together and then also being friends and building that relationship. So one of the things that we try to do is we have a, a very clear line that when we're working together, you know, that's, we can have arguments, we can have conversations, we can, you know, each present our points and then try to come to the best decision for the business. That's always been our mindset is it, it's never about either of our personal opinions. It's always about, Hey, what's going to be the best for the business? How's it going to help the business continue to grow? and and really continue to build our what value we add to our customers. So 
it's been nine years now that we've been working together. We definitely had more arguments and disagreements in the beginning where we didn't mm. see each other very clearly. But where we are now is at a it's at a really great point. I think we're both very grateful for it. We understand each other's minds very well. We understand where each other is trying to go personally and professionally. So we're, we're very much on the same lines a lot of the time. And when we're not, we each present our points and then we always come back to that question. What's going to be the best for the business and, and how can we keep pushing towards that? I'm getting this picture of such a, um, a clear and, and very um, productive, but at the same time, mutually admirable partnership that you and Nathan have formed to create these two companies. Tell, tell us a little bit about what your corporate culture is like. You mentioned your team. What's it like for your team to work for the two of you? Yeah, so it, it is definitely demanding. We, we both work very hard and, and we try to push people and, and motivate them to, to really become the, the best version of themselves and, and their skill set and how they're helping the business. But we also, we love to have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, we, we're super passionate about this business and, and we really love growing it. And so we try to give people the opportunity the opportunity to speak their voice as much as possible. We, we love feedback, especially from our internal team. So, you know, every week we have a, a meeting with all the people on our team and it's a remote meeting since our company is run completely remote, but it's an opportunity that everyone shares updates, everyone asks questions, everyone gives feedback on certain areas that we're all working on as a company. And we try to make it as friendly and, and low key as possible in terms of the communication and their relationships with each other. Both Nate and I, you know, we have a professional relationship with the people we work with, but we also take the time on a weekly basis to make sure we have some sort of personal relationship too, making sure they're good with their family, making sure that they're they're happy personally and that they're they're happy with their growth. So we, we kind of with everything, we, we look for a balance with, with those people that we work with. That just sounds like, Free Up is a great place to work and that you and Nathan are fabulous people to work with. I I just wonder, where do you feel like your life is, is where, where do you feel like Free Up and the two of you will be in five years? And I know you don't like to do that. The one year is your thing. But, but you know, in an ideal world, what would it look like? Yeah, I mean, our our goal has always been to to compete with some of the larger freelance marketplaces out there and and be a company that helps businesses all around the world, helps freelancers build their business all around the world. Mm. So for us, we're we're just looking to become more and more global and keep a focus on why we started the business. And you know, the the two core things of why we started the business was we were struggling to find reliable talent online. So we always want to keep a focus on that interview and that, that vetting process, making sure we're getting really good people that care about their freelance business and, and want to help their clients. And then the second thing is being able to have a relationship with the businesses that are hiring through us. We love being hands-on. We love hearing people's stories and understanding how we could best help them in their hiring process. So if we could become a, a company that competes with these these huge marketplaces like Upwork and Fiverr, but keep a focus on those two core things, I think we'd both be super happy and we'd be able to make a huge impact on 
businesses and freelancing around the world. Well, I I really am so looking forward to seeing where FreeUp is and how you and Nathan continue to navigate this this landscape so successfully. And I also got to tell you, Connor, I just admire so much that the two of you have have demonstrated leadership principles that many people aspire to and are never able to accomplish. And and on top of that, have created a community that isn't just um, your internal team, but really has far reaches as far as a global um, aspect is concerned. And um, the ability to not only identify, but communicate your values throughout the world is one of my goals. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's it's something that uh, we're very humble about, but we, we love to keep a focus on, and it's very important to us while we're growing a business. So it means a lot that hearing you say that. And Connor, is there anything that I haven't asked you about, but you had hoped we would get to today? Um, just one thing to, to kind of share with everyone who's listening, who's a business owner, this whole world of, of freelancing is, is really changing. Um, in, the, in the next 10 years, there's a lot of studies out there that show that freelancers are going to be over 50% of the workforce in the U.S. So if you're a business owner and, and you're starting to think about hiring and growing a team, you know, look at the news out there and, and kind of see what's happening and, um, and just kind of stay on the edge of, of what's going on here. It's a, definitely an industry that's growing a lot and that people are becoming more familiar with. Mm, that's a great point. Connor, I want to thank you for being my guest today. I admire the courage you and Nathan demonstrate while while you were in college and in facing each challenge as though um, it was something to learn from and work through. And you've given us all a chance to learn through those experiences. And I always love that when I don't have to live something myself to learn from it. Sure. Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. And listeners, if you'd like to learn more about working with me as your coach, feel free to give me a call or go to my website, Ascend to Sell. And Connor, if listeners want to contact you, how should they go about that? Yes. So you can visit freeup.com, which is F-R-E-E-E-up.com. And right on the website, you can actually schedule a phone call with myself or my business partner. And I'll give you that link as well to include in the show notes. Great. And then if anyone just wants to reach out to me through email, it's just Connor at freeup.com. I'd love to speak with anyone and understand how we could possibly help their business. Great. Thank you so much, Connor. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Listeners, my next guest has had a great deal of M&A experience. And I wonder, do you have a question you'd like for me to answer, to ask her? If so, feel free to message me, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you all so much. Bye.